This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Not Another Derby County podcast. I'm Jacob and I'm joined today by Jake. Hello. Adam. Hello. And Lawrence. Hello. Right, so we, it's a bit of a quiet episode today. We've not had much to talk about. Uh, obviously, we do have the Chorley game to touch briefly on. Uh, we have the Rotherham game to look forward to. A little bit of transfer speculation and then a little bit of talk about the takeover as well. Um, so, how are we all doing, guys? And what do we think about the Chorley game? What, what are your takeaways from that, uh, from that fixture? I think it's uh, it's definitely one of those games where we can look back. We we can look back with a bit of disappointment because I think if if you know Cresswell had buried that chance early on, I think we had a good chance of getting something from it. But I think we can look back, and I'm sure you guys will agree. We can look back with quite a lot of pride with the way that a team of pretty much under 18s played against a a, a group of basically like battle hardened non league players, wasn't it? In the end, I mean Connor Hall who. Scored the first goal. He he's been around for years. He's been playing in you know League One, League Two conference for a long time, and for players like you know Harrison Solomon, who's like eighteen, playing at centre half against you know someone like that, I think I think we did quite well. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, I thought I also thought their reaction after the game was pretty cool with their singing Adele. I quite like that. But yeah, it was a good experience for the young lads, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think as well. You can't always just look at the um, the quality of the opposition. You've got to think about the sort of physicality and how that compares to like a group of like seventeen, eighteen year olds. So I think on balance we did quite well, really. Yeah, I think I think I agree, um, and I think it was good as well because it, it let a couple of our players, especially the players that you know are sort of pushing towards playing senior football. You know, people like Hutchinson. Um, Ebersele when he came on you could see that these players had something in them because they they more than matched you know the opposition for the whole game or for the whole time they were on and yeah I, th- I think it will be a big experience for them and um, good luck to Chorley in the next round I think they pulled Wolves didn't they? Yeah big game for them big game for them and re- realistically I think you can't be too harsh on the players for losing to Chorley I think I saw a lot of um, a surprising amount of negative reaction yeah um, yeah uh, it shocked me really because I mean, yeah, I know on paper it's Chorley have beaten Derby first team. It, it, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna say in the record, but Derby beat Chorley under eighteen. Uh, yeah. beat Derby under 18s. It will say Derby's first team, but if you're looking, it was eleven debutants. You know, and yeah. half more of them were from the under eighteens and the twenty threes. And a lot of I would, one of my things that I was saying to people was that, um, 
a lot of like Premier League under twenty three sides uh, come up against League One and League Two sides in the EFL Trophy anyway, and they mm. lose. Like it's not just because Manchester City's under twenty three is playing against a League One or League Two team doesn't mean Man City are the favourites. Yeah, uh, and I think that was something that should have been taken into account with this game. It was our under eighteens, not even twenty threes. Our under eighteens and twenty threes. So for I, th- I think two 0 it's not embarrassing at all. I think it's um it's just one of those. It was inevitable. I think if we'd have got a result, would have been over the moon. But we couldn't really expect too much more. And they, they gave it their all really. I, I don't think you can expect much more than that. No, and I I felt sorry for this, the D- Duncan when he when he was up front because he had no service to do the whole game. And when he, he was against a very, well, big non-league centre-halves, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's a challenge. Do you guys have any standout players, though? Did any players actually actually uh, get your eye? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, he's just gone out on loan, hasn't he, Isaac Hutchinson? Um, gone to Forest Green and were flying in League Two, so I think that'll be a good move for him. But you could just tell, just watching him in the centre of midfield, that he was just a step above every other player on the pitch. Yeah. You know, when he played that pass to Cresswell early on, that was the sort of thing that Bielik was doing when he was coming back from injury, playing for the 23s. And, you know, Hutchinson's doing that. And he, he's, he's got a really good chance of, if he plays well for Forest Green, I think he could come back and play for our first team. Um, other players as well, I'm, I'm sure you guys would agree, Festi Ebersale is a good player. Yeah. You know, he's been out with injury for quite some time. Um, but yeah, he came back in, he made us look so much more physical as well. He went in with a couple of crunching challenges late on in the game. Really driving mm-hmm. in, in attack. Fast. Yeah. For me as well, another player that I thought was quite tidy was Liam Thompson. Yeah, Liam. Liam's a good player. I think. Um, you know, I think uh, Solomon as well. I think he's a solid. Did I go? Did I go a bit laggy there? You yeah. did a little bit. <laughs> um, but I was saying Har- Harrison Solomon. Uh, I think he's quite a tidy defender as well. Uh, I was impressed with him in pre-season. To be fair. And yeah, I, I think. Like we've already said, we, we can't be too down about it. Um, but I think there were quite a few players that stood out. And um, some some didn't stand out quite as much, but they've got a lot of years yet in development yeah. in the 23s, under 18. So You've got to uh, think... Sorry. No, sorry, Karen. You've got to think that um, they weren't even like the best under 18 and 23s because there are some players in the first team that, that couldn't play. So, you know, I mean, on balance, our academy has really done very well just because we didn't win that game doesn't mean that we're not, you know... I guess that players. Yeah, um, also as well, we lost four more players the day before the game. Um, yeah, I, I heard that um, we worked on loads of tactical shape and stuff like that. And we weren't even, apparently, meant to even be playing five at the back. But we had to change it at the last minute because, you know, Archie Brown, who was meant to be playing at left back, ended up having to pull out. Jordan Brown, who would have been playing at centre back, had to pull out. Well, yeah, yeah, and they, they are big players for the 23s, you know. And you, you could tell when we started the game, the shape just wasn't right. We just we weren't drilled well playing that formation. But because of players that we lost, it was either we play that formation and try and get all the best players on the pitch, or we take a risk and play a 16-year-old against a team of massive non-league lads. So I think, yeah, I think it, it didn't make our job any easier. But then again, I think we were fighting a losing battle from the start. Yeah, I mean, it kind of ties in a little bit, this game, with the transfer, uh, like we've been saying. Um, so, Isaac Hutchinson has gone to Forest Green Rovers alone. I think, uh, what do we think about that? Do you think it's going to be a good move for him? I, I personally think that that's exactly the sort of move a player like Hutchinson needs to go back down into... He played for a 
Southend and League One, didn't they? Yeah, League One and then a little bit in League Two. So um, to kind of go down to League Two and really find himself a bit more senior experience, I think it would be quite quite helpful, quite beneficial for him. Um, are there any other younger lads like Hutchinson that you that you want to go on that you think need it? Do you want to say this? Literally, okay. go for it. I'll, I'll take it. I thought someone else was going to take it. I seem to jump Sorry. in too early for all of them. Um, I, I, I think a player that could really benefit is Whitaker. Um, yeah, anyone that knows me or anyone that's listened to the last couple of episodes, I love Morgan Whitaker. I've watched him from the youth team. I remember when he scored a hat trick for, I think it was England under 15s or 16s. And I saw him play and I was like, this guy's going to be like the next big thing. And obviously he worked his way up and worked his way up. And it got to a point where he'd scored like 30 goals in 35 games across the 18s and 23s. And I was thinking, you know, this, this guy's got it. But he just seems to lack that confidence and lack a little bit of aggression in his play when he plays for the first team. And I think if he went down into League One or League Two, it'd be a, a really good platform for him to sort of build. And I, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised to see him go to somewhere like Burton. Because, you know, Hasselbank's in charge now. He bought in Mason Bennett before on loan. He bought in Calero on loan for Burton. You know, th- those two players weren't incredible, but they did a job. And I think with a player as naturally gifted as Whitaker is, going down to League One or League Two would just be a massive move, not just for him, but for the team that get him too. Because you're getting a player who's got a ridiculous record at youth level. And yeah, I, I think he's got the potential to make a real difference for any team he goes to. We've got um, we've not got too much transfer speculation at the minute. Obviously, with everything being in the air with the owners, um, trying to think of the other players we've been linked with. It's been Ronan Curtis has been thrown around a bit today. Is that yeah? Is that a nothing rumor? Is that is that actually anything to speak about, or is that just Facebook? I can't I can't imagine they will join Derby. To be honest, he's having a good season, isn't he, in League One? But I don't think maybe he's the sort of player we'll be going for anyway. I think we'll be going for more Championship proven players because. The last player we signed from League One was it Marriott? Have we signed anyone since then? Dwayne Holmes. Uh, Dwayne Holmes as Dwayne well. Dwayne Holmes yeah. signed from League One. And they both they both had a decent first season, didn't they? But they're not really pushed on since. Yeah. I, 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 no, go on, mate. Go for it. No, that's going to be annoying. That's going to be annoying. And so, if you want to be pedantic, then we've got David Marshall and Burns. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say, um, with regards to you know signing proven championship players I'd actually disagree with you on that Adam and I think we've done that for probably a bit too long I mean think of all the proven championship players that we spent millions and millions of pounds for that we've never got the return for that we should have got I mean Johnson seven million good player great player but did he ever justify seven million pounds no Butterfield Mm -hmm. five million you know he had a great first half of the season then disappeared off the face of the earth so he wasn't worth yeah Nick Blackman's another one you know, we signed a lot yeah, of players for quite a lot of money that were championship-proven players. And then that's ended up backfiring. And you look at players that we've brought in, you know, since then. I mean, look at look at Kazim Richards. He's not really championship-proven. You know, he's not playing the championship in eight years. Kamil Juszczyk, some random yeah. Polish lad playing in the Polish league. And we've brought him in and he's been, you know, a revelation out wide. So, yeah, I'd... I, I, I'd take him. I'd take him, but it's uh, the financial aspect that's the problem. It's whether we can afford to splash the cash on a player that's performing well. Because when you saw with like Ivan Tony, he went for what, like 10, 15 million? You swayed me. I've changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like um, Dembele from Peterborough. He's a very yeah, good, player. good player. Yeah. Mm. He's in the last year of his contract, isn't he? Or am I thinking of someone else? Is he? 
I think he might be, yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Who else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, we we don't really need to touch on Serdar Dursen anymore, I don't think. Um, I went lagging again, didn't I? Yeah, you keep lagging. I I know what happens. Um, We touched on Serdar Serdar Dursen a little bit. Uh, in the previous episode, I don't think there's too much more we can actually say about that. Yeah. Um, uh, is there anyone else who actually been linked with other than I think Keenan Davis? Oh yeah, mentioned as well. Yeah, by Wales. Yeah. And Tyler Roberts as well. Tyler Roberts from Tyler, Tyler Roberts. Yeah. He'd be a good signing for us, I think. Yeah. I don't know where he'd play, but <laughs> as, a, as a player, mainly a striker, isn't he? He's but a striker that he can play attacking mid and out wide. But I don't one know of those players that can play a lot of positions, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got a funny Dursen story that I saw earlier today as well. Um, Hanover put in a bid for him, uh, allegedly put in a bid of 450000 for him um, on the day where they played Darmstadt. And then he had an absolute stinker against Hanover. Like, literally, <laughs> like, like they were saying it was like the worst performance of his career. And they were like, hmm, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to Hanover, to be honest. Yeah, and um, I, I, I guess I guess now we've got to think about the Rotherham game. It's coming up on the sixteenth. Um, with, with what what are we going to do with the uh, training? What do you think the boys have done in terms of training with not being able to go to the training ground? Um, are we going to be a little bit ill-fated heading into that game? Are we going to be ready? It's a challenging one, you'd isn't it? You'd hope they'd keep their fitness up. They are professional footballers. You'd, yeah. you'd hope, even though they're quarantined and they are doing fitness. They've all got back gardens, aren't they? So Yeah. Have they not? Have they been tested today? Yeah, been... they got tested yeah. today. Someone, I can't remember who posted it. might have been the Derby Telegraph posted it. Yeah, they got tested today. So We're recording on yeah. Monday, the 11th. We are yeah. on Monday. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I think that's a, that's a must-win game, isn't it? Yeah. It really is, yeah. yeah. 100%. I, it's yeah. massive. I think it, it's, you know, as depressing as it sounds, it is a little bit of a relegation six-pointer. Yeah. Rotherham win and we're back down in the depths again. We win because this is our game in hand. And oh, yeah. this is one of their many games in hand. <laughs> so it, it, it'd, be, it'd be a really big three points that we could win. And, but I do think I, a couple of the players, I say a couple, the majority of the team that played have been trained at St. George's Park. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like the senior players that test negative going to St. George's. But obviously it's not the same. No matter how good the facilities are, it's not your home facilities. So everything's going to be a little bit different and a little bit all over the place. So hopefully we can get a lot of negative test results and all get back into more farm and get ready for the game. Hopefully. Um, Are we going to make some predictions for it? I don't know. We should. I don't don't think you're allowed, mate. Based off mine, I mean... (laughs) I might just tactically uh, predict we're going to lose just because of uh, what happened recently with the Chef Wednesday game and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going one 0 Rotherham. Last minute, I go three 0 yeah. Rotherham. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty optimistic, and I'm going to say seven nil Rotherham. Um, you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows what? I'm scared. To, I'm scared to predict a win now. Yeah, you've been getting some bad press. Yeah. <laughs> Scapegoat. <laughs> what are you going on? Go on, Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went uh, five no Rotherham. Right, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the one nil. I think that's the most real. A last minute 
should have been offside, but the ref didn't say that. Classic Derby County goal. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, we we've not really got much more to talk about, have we? It's been quite a takeover. Oh yeah, that's quite a takeover. Well, that's still a, that's still a thing <laughs> somehow. Um, yeah, takeover. Uh, almost done, isn't it? it Apparently, Pogba is going to finish this week. Yeah, I, I almost it's... don't believe it. I almost don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it's been it's taken so long. Yeah, I think it's a bit tired that... talking. I trust. I trust Percy. It's the fact that Percy and the Derby Telegraph tweeted it at exactly the same time. That mm. makes me think there's quite a lot of credibility into it. Because obviously, usually, it's one or the other. You know, John Percy will say something, and then a half an hour later, it'll be on the Derby Telegraph. It's the fact that it was exactly the same time, bang on four o'clock, they both tweeted it. It makes me think, maybe there is something in this. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things they mentioned as well was that, um, I can't remember which article it's from, it might have been The Athletic, mm. Saying that um, the venture holdings had failed to find an investor, yeah. <clears throat> or they'd lost their investor, and they were looking for a new investor um, before they could go ahead and, and you know take control of the club. Yeah, is that is that something to worry about? I'm not I'm not too um, you know I'm not too well aware of the ongoings how to run a football club, but is that something that uh, fills you with confidence? <laughs> I think not? trying to think a little bit optimistically. I mean, it's estimated that the shake is worth about as much as um, Mel Morris. So, you know, it's it's like a even swap. I'd say investors are just more of a bonus than anything. You know, all the stuff about us being like Dubai County and all that and mm-hmm. having like El Cachicos against Man City and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that's possible with just the shake coming in. But if we got more investors, obviously that means more money and that means better facilities and that means better players. So I don't think it's it's necessarily a concern, but I do think at the same time for the sort of the amount of success that we're kind of expecting at this point, because it's gone on for so long, people's yeah. the, the weight of expectation, you know, it's gone up massively. So I think that unless unless they do get investors in, I think we might be disappointed in some respects. Maybe. Um, should the takeover be, taken, uh, be done this week and we get the money injected into the club, are there any players that you have on your guys' radar to sign in the January window? Messi. Messi, that's one. <laughs> good, good realistic on the early one. You know, I think a, a couple of the ones we've mentioned, not just today, but over the last few podcasts, you know, obviously you've got Sirdar Dursen, if that's possible, because obviously there's Brexit rules. As with anything regarding football, there's always ways around it, but you know, can it be done? Can it not be done? You know, a lot of people are saying different things. Who knows? But I definitely think that some players from League One might come in. We might end up with a couple of Premier League loans because all of a sudden we can afford their wages again. You know, we might end up with... Um, we might buy a few players from foreign clubs um, that are playing like the top tier. So you've got, you know, teams at the the bottom end of La Liga and League One and the Bundesliga they'll have players that might not be playing as much as they possibly want to. And they might fancy coming over here. You know, you saw that with, I know they're obviously not a bottom team, but we had Mascarell on loan a few years back because he knew that he wasn't going to play for Real Madrid. So he ended up coming to us and was pretty good for us. So hopefully we'll have, well, we also had Albert Toes, but we won't talk about that one, but hopefully we can, we can get in a player sort of like that, that can make a big difference either up front centre half or uh, on the wing. There's a lot of players, isn't there, that are on the loan list for players, teams in the Premier League that are players like uh, Reese Nelson, who could mm. start at the championship level, be a good player because he 
he plays in the cup, he doesn't seem to do much for Arsenal. But then when he was on loan in the Bundesliga, he was a very good player, wasn't he? Yeah. With with Reese Nelson as well. I remember I was watching Derby v Arsenal under twenty threes a few years back. I think I can't remember whether he scored a hat trick or whether he scored two, but he literally like ripped our defence to pieces, like battered us. Like we couldn't get near him. So hopefully if he's anything like that playing for the first team, he'd be a, a good sort of signing we could bring in. I think he might have quite high demand uh, for wages. Yeah, though. you thought so, yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a few questions in as well. Um, from, from the, uh, from the viewers. Yay. Um, we'll, I think we've, a few of them we've actually touched on already. Yeah. Um, so we spoke a little bit about Ronan Curtis already. Um, you know, we've, we've spoke about uh, the takeover as well. There's a couple of questions based on that. Uh, there is one question that has caught my eye, and um, I'm going to throw it at the three of you. Um, <laughs> if we had to take a player from Nottingham Forest, who would it be? So I'm, I'm going to answer this question. Um, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go to you first, Adam. I want to if you had to take a Nottingham Forest, of course, um, which you don't want to do, of course. Um, well. Maybe not based on this season, but Joe Lolly, one comes to mind. I was thinking that. Very, he's, very good he's player. Dropped he's dropped off. Yeah, he's dropped off, yeah. He's been, he's not been out of this season, has he? He's been very, not himself. Maybe someone like Lewis Graben two years ago? <laughs> I don't know. I don't we, know. There's not a goal scorer, so he's a good option. He doesn't fit the system, though, does he? He really? doesn't, no. but, you know. We're, we're not, we're I'm not sure if I want anyone from them. They're in a very, situation, very similar situation to us, aren't they? They're not doing yeah. very well either. If you think about the squad right now, so like Forest scored this season, so not grabbing from two years ago or Lali from last <laughs> season. If you had to, if you had to today, if you're manager of Derby County, you have to sign one player from that team today. Do they still have Thiago Silva? No, he's at Chelsea now, mate. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I don't really, I try to avoid looking at them. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking at that squad now because I don't know any of them. Because um, he was a good player. Yeah. yeah. I think if, if I had to actually answer, I'd, I'd probably take um, Knockart. Knockart was who Knockout, I was going to yeah. say as well. Right, yeah. Technically, he's on loan. He's on loan. Yeah. So. Be one of the wingers. We yeah. could do it yeah. one. As a right inside he's forward, you might. Yeah. He scored a few passes as well, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. We could take one of their 15 defensive midfielders. <laughs> I reckon that would be good business. And I'm starting to feel ill for talking about Forest so much. So <laughs> <laughs> if, um, Swiftly move on. Is that a red shirt behind you, Jacob? Uh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, we've, we've got another question saying, do you think the takeover will actually be announced this week with, with Spike? But I think, yeah. um, I think the other real question that we can uh, really focus on is from Lewis Robotin, um, saying what positions do we need to improve on in January and going into next season? So I think, um, I think we'll all probably agree um, on this, but Lawrence, if you, what do you think? Um, well, the obvious one is is striker, isn't it? For to provide competition for cousin Richards, because uh, we don't really have any else of that sort of style of play that we want, like basically the Martin type. And the obvious replacement is Sidar Derson. He'd be my my first choice. But um, other than that, maybe like a left back to rival Buchanan, because um, for Scythe, he's I don't know. Does he really fit our system as well as Buchanan does? I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Um, I, I personally prefer Buchanan, but that's because he's more exciting to watch in terms of we will get forward, he'll take on the defence. Um, but I, I do have to say that Forsyth has been in 
very good form recently. He's, he's been um, a bit of a shadow, not a, well, not a shadow of his former self. It's been a spit image of his former self, really, in the last three or four games. Um, so it's a difficult one. I think it's a good headache to have, though. I think right now we've got a very sturdy defender in Craig Forsyth. Uh, Buchanan's good at the back too, though. He's, Buchanan is a good defender, um, but I feel more confident in Buchanan going forward, personally. We might do some centre back cover because we've only got yeah. two current centre backs, haven't we, with Wisdom and Clark, with Davis out injured and Tavirik not playing very well. Definitely. So maybe, we've got Evans as well, but yeah, yeah I do. Evans, agree. yeah. I do agree. We've, um, have we not got a couple of players out of contract soon at the back as well? Obviously, with Davis, we'll be leaving, I, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I think we'll <laughs> probably need to. Is George Evans coming? There again. Um, is George Evans coming towards the end of his contract? Or did he, he, he signed an extension, didn't he? Yeah. Twenty twenty two. So yeah, we we have got. He's he's great cover, isn't he? To be fair, George Evans. I think he's a good backup option. Um, if I was going to sign players in you know, specific conditions. Centre-half is obviously essential because we only have two, as Adam said, two recognised first-team players that play there. Um, Out wide, I think, you know, I don't see really Lawrence as a winger. I don't don't really know what I see him as, but I don't see him as a winger. And I think Waghorn, I still, I don't know what Waghorn is either. I don't, I don't think he's a winger either. So that kind of... Yeah, and Dwayne Holmes. We've got a lot of players that aren't really natural wide players. I think Ushiak's probably the only one who I'd look at and think, yeah, he's a winger. So I think it'd be good to bring in a couple of players, a couple of wingers that, you know, as we said with like Knockhart, they've, they've, got, they've got pace, they're direct, they can run at teams, you know, they can hold the ball up part of the pitch. I think we need a couple more players like that, or even just one more, just to go on the other side of Ushiak. You know, Ince was rumoured. And I know Ince doesn't seem to be the same player that he was when he played for us. But if he could come back and, you know, play that sort of role again, that's what we need. And I think, as as Lawrence touched on, um, a striker to, you know, provide competition for Kazim Richards, because Kazim Richards has been brilliant and he's, he's made a massive impact, but he's not clinical in the times where we need him to be clinical. And I think that that's a big thing that could hold us back. You know, there's a couple of games where, you know, Chef Wednesday, we'd have taken the lead in that game. We'd have probably gone on to batter them. You know, there was another, I can't remember what game it is now where he, he took it around the keeper and it got blocked off the line. And we ended, I think it was Stoke. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up, we ended up drawing that game. You know, that's, that's their priceless points in the position we're in that we're losing because we don't have a recognized goal scorer. So I think having someone up there, as, as competition for Kazim Richards could be huge for our league position this season. Yeah, I've got to agree with it, really. I think, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, um, we're, we're, I think it's just one of those situations where we're going to have to just wait and see. And we, uh, I think the most important thing now as a Derby fan is to make sure this takeover does get complete. I think we can't think too far ahead until that has been sorted. Um, but, I mean, fingers crossed, it finally goes ahead. We've been told before Wednesday, but we were also told before Christmas, and it was in it was imminent, you know, a month before Christmas as well. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think that about wraps it up today. Yeah, it does. So um, yeah, if, if you know if you've enjoyed, feel free to like, comment, uh, share it, tell your mum about it, tell your dad about it, um, do what you want with it really. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> thank you very much for listening thanks for listening make sure you like and subscribe smash that bell icon to get notified for our next video 
and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, that's what Thank I should you. have said. Later. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.